Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast. Always and forever speaking God's truth over you. I hope you are having a phenomenal day so far. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. God bless you. Definitely want to say thank you for all of your love, your support, all of it. Like, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, So, I definitely have some, I guess, some celebratory uh, milestones that I want to celebrate with regards to the podcast. So, I think people were just really, really loving uh, the Church Detox podcast series. People have been just eating that up, listening to that, and listen, I've been getting so many messages about how that particular podcast has blessed so many people. And listen, it showed because the She Speech Truth podcast peaked at number 57 among Christian podcasts in Canada. That is really good because there are a lot of Christian podcasts (laughs) in Canada. So to know that we got to number 57 among Christian podcasts, that's amazing. In addition... Um, I believe it was in the month of June, um, the She Speaks Truth podcast peaked at number one among Christian podcasts in Antigua. Let's go, my Antiguan massive. Let's go. Like, that's so dope. And for me, that's pretty significant because um, I think I've mentioned this before, but if you don't know, I grew up in Antigua so I spent a lot of my formative years in Antigua so from I was six until I was 16 and so to know that you know that I'm able to speak into the lives of individuals in Antigua is absolutely amazing and just so beautiful and so Antigua I want to say thank you Canada I want to say thank you to everyone that is listening all over the world I appreciate you so much thank you so much for taking the time to tune in So, in addition to that, we are two weeks away from the Unplug Women's Retreat. Listen, if you have not registered yet, you need to register. I put the the registration link in the show notes, so feel free to register. Uh, We're still pushing for 100 women strong. Right now, we have 50 plus women who are registered. And listen, that is dope. 50 plus women on their way to healing and freedom and transformation is amazing okay so thank you to all of the women who have registered so far however if you have not registered I do want to invite you to do so Uh, What other announcement did I have? I believe that's it. Oh, the Healed People Heal People shirts are on their way back. I know I said this a few times, but it really is this time. So stay tuned for an announcement around that next week. All right, y'all. So let's get into this. Uh, Today's episode is actually from a live discussion uh, that I had last night um, around why black women need safe spaces of healing. So I know the men are going to be be like, ah, oh, this is not for me. Listen, there were men in the comments supporting and loving on the black woman. So even if you are a man, you need to listen to this and realize why black women need safe spaces of healing. So don't tune out. 
tune right back in and and see how you can be and one of the things that was mentioned is that a lot of women um black women in particular don't have that space to heal because they're lacking protection and covering because they're always having to be um that source of strength for the family listen men go and listen to this podcast and and just just especially our black men just ensuring that you know you're being there whether you're married or you're not how are you being a source of support to your mom your sister your cousins your female friends those around you and of course if you're married how are you as a husband creating a safe space for your wife regardless of the um to add to what's the word to facilitate what she has gone through kind of thing and sometimes i know for myself and i'm gonna do a podcast on this one day just the different types of traumas and different things that i brought into my marriage listen listen and i'm just so grateful for my husband who has been so patient so loving and so kind and has really helped me through this process so men tune in um we have two amazing women that have joined us we have atia heels and taylor made listen these women are amazing we had a rich discussion we had 747 views uh 316 comments and over 25 shares on facebook so definitely tune in it was a beautiful conversation and i cannot wait for you to let me know how this blessed you and so forth all right so let's dive right into this all right we are live welcome well we don't have nobody watching yet but we're gonna wait until <laughs> until some of the saints decide to come in um tonight we are talking about why black women need safe spaces of healing all right so we have one viewer thus far thank you oh we got two we got two time to share right yes yes ladies please share. <laughs> Please share on your on your pages. Please share on your. Oh, we got three. We got three. <laughs> Come on in the room, right? Come on in the room. <laughs> All right. Uh, share with another black woman, um, and not just a black woman. Just share with a woman. You know, although we are talking about why black women need safe spaces of healing. Uh, and Natanya said three. Yes, ma'am. We got three. Oh, and we got five. We got Thanks, five. Tanya. All right. The church is the church is moving on. All right. We are talking about um, why black women need safe spaces of healing. I'm really excited about this conversation tonight. Please share. Please share. 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 For those who are watching, please share with somebody else. Um, we're not going to stay too long for the folks to come in, though. We're just going to move the train along. We're going to move the train along. Um, but we want to thank you so much for those who are joining us thus far. Um, and if you see me with a mic, <laughs> um, that's because I'm also recording uh, for my podcast, She Speaks Truth. Um, and so afterwards, if you want to go and listen to this, uh, it will be available on my podcast. So I know the last time 
when I did this, I was talking about, uh, what was the topic again? Uh, healing in the black community. And we had so many people, so many people that came and listened to the podcast after, um, even people who had watched before. And so we definitely, we know that these times people want to go back and listen and i've been known for people to need notebooks and pen when they're listening to <laughs> anything that i do so you know tonight you could just sit back and 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 relax and listen your edges are going to be snatched but <laughs> uh, sit back and listen and but then you can also share and um and you can go back to my podcast and listen. All right, so we're gonna get started. We have 12 people. I think that's enough for church to start. Uh, you guys remember back in the day when song service would start <laughs> with one and two people when the deacon <laughs> would start song service? We are starting song service. Oh. <laughs> so share, share with another uh, black woman as we said here. And tonight we are talking about why black women need safe spaces of healing. I'm really excited about this conversation. So before we get started, because we are women of faith and we believe in the one and only true living God, we're definitely going to open in prayer. So we're just going to ask Taylor May to just open us in prayer tonight. Sure. So, Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you. We thank you for a day, a day that we have never seen before. We don't take for granted that you have gifted us with life in a time where people are not waking up each and every day. We just thank you for the opportunity to exhale and to inhale. We thank you for the opportunity to gather tonight as sisters. And we thank you, oh God, for this space that you have created where we are able to open up, where we are able to share. We ask God that you would enter into to this That's cycle counselor. And we ask God that you begin to penetrate the hearts and the souls of those that are listening. And we ask God that through the power of transparency and vulnerability, that you would, oh God, allow us to come into a deeper level of healing and a deeper level of transformation. We ask God that you would mend the hearts of every sister that's yes, listening. Lord. God, that God, what needs to be done in them so that they can become all that you have called to be can start to happen. We thank you, oh God, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We Well, it looks like uh, Taylor came with a whole truckload of people. <laughs> you know those preachers that come with an entourage? She came with her entourage, so we thank you for for building up the entourage tonight. God bless you. Um, so once again, we are talking about why Black women need safe spaces of healing. So just setting the foundation um, before we get into everything. My name is Jessica Robinson Grant. So I always give a little disclaimer about this. So I'm technically Jessica, I guess, by government, Jessica Robinson, but married, I'm Jessica Grant. I just haven't changed my name yet. It's been almost four years. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't changed my name yet, but that's okay. That's okay. We still married and my husband still loves me. So that's all right. <laughs> that's all that matters. Amen. <laughs> um, and so you will see 
my name, I have myself, I've, I've labeled myself the soul care superhero um, because I'm very big on healing and transformation, particularly in the black community. Yeah. Um, when I did my master's thesis, I did um, my topic on the role of social work in the black church. And little did I know how God was gonna use that and, and just bring that to fruition. And so that's a lot of the work that I do talking about healing and transformation in the black community. I love women's ministry, well, ideally because I am a woman. And so I love to pour into other women. I love to see other women come to the fullness of their healing and just the fullness of who they are in God. It's beautiful when women walk in their identity. It's beautiful yeah. when women walk in wholeness and freedom. It is such a beautiful thing. So that's a little bit about me um, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I'm just gonna hand it off to Atia just to go ahead and introduce herself. Um, my name, good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Atia Heels. I'm a author and life coach. I also do life and relationship coaching. Um, I'm also involved in ministry as well. Um, yeah. Girl out here talking about herself like she's not a boss. <laughs> okay, she's a boss. She's so humble, but she's a boss. <laughs> All right, Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Hey, y'all. I'm Taylor Made. I am your therapeutic coach and your purpose pusher. Uh, I position women to walk in freedom, live out purpose, and be whole. I believe that God um, doesn't just want our soul free and our spirit free, but I believe that he wants all of who we are um, to be as healed as possible. So that means our finances, child. That <laughs> okay. Our friendships, our relationships, our physical health, our mental health, right? Um, I believe that God wants us to really pursue Him in all of those areas, and so um, I'm all about uh, healing. I'm a therapist by trade, and all of that good stuff. So I'm excited to be here. Yes, get to the root. That is like my thing. If anybody that knows me knows, I'm always talking about get to the root of the issue because mm -hmm. the issue is really where we're able to experience um, the healing that God wants for us. So I'm excited for tonight. Awesome. And I, I think another reason why we're having this discussion and why I chose these women um, is because unfortunately, there's, there's a few reasons. Unfortunately, Black women don't always have safe spaces of healing. Yeah. So we, many of us, you know, we grew up in church and different things like that. But for many of us, we've been burnt. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying by church, but we've just been burnt in general by what has been coined as a safe space, right? We've been burnt because, you know, we've confided in somebody, we've opened up about different areas and different parts of our life. And yeah. then before you know it, it's somebody else has this information or it's it's just all over the place. And so I have found in doing the work that I do that a lot of women don't wanna be in what we call sisterhood spots or spaces or safe spaces or whatever the case may be. When they see stuff like that, they're like, yo, I'm not about that. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that conversation. And so we wanted to come tonight to debunk that, that I think 
And I don't want to say it's a myth because it's not a myth, but I do believe that in these days and in this time that God is raising up a generation of women that are coming out of a place of wholeness and yeah. a place of purity that are yeah. going to lead other, other women into those places of wholeness and purity. So that's why we're having this conversation tonight because listen, daughters, we need to be healed. Yeah. That's right. We need to be healed. As Black women, we have so much to unpack. We have so much to, to dig through. We have those intergenerational traumas. We have so, we have a lot of things to get to the root of, yeah. right? There's yeah. so many things that we need to get to the root of, and we cannot allow our past and our experiences to hold us back. And so it was just heavily pressed on my heart to have this conversation. <laughs> tonight. So we want to start with our first question um, and our, our first discussion rather is how do we define safe spaces? So who wants to take that first? All right. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we're defining safe spaces. Um, I think a safe space is a place where you could be free and it doesn't necessarily have to be a building. It could be a, with a person. It could okay. be um, you know, it, it could really be anything, anywhere where you could feel free, where there's no, um, basically boundaries, um, or borders or molds, you know, that you're forced to feel, where you can feel free to express yourself, to be, mm -hmm. to, um, anywhere where that can happen, I would define as a safe space. Mm -hmm. Taylor, how about you? How do you define safe spaces? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I have a very similar definition. It's it's a place, right? And like she said, a place is not a physical location, but a place is just, um, it can be a group of people. It can be a person. Um, it can be a place within yourself, yes. um, right? Where you are able, where, the, where transparency and vulnerability is able mm. um, to resonate so that um, you can be all of who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, safe space definitely requires requires all masks off, all mm -hmm. masks you know, thrown to the side, um, mm -hmm. all the facades and all of the images that we would love to put on social media, you know, in the safe space, we're really able to be kind of our naked selves mm -hmm. um, so that we can kind of benefit from those around us really seeing who we really are. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about transparency and vulnerability. And even when you made mention of that aspect of social media, I find that a lot of the times because of social media, and I, I've had to tell myself this, and I've had to tell other people this too, that social media is not the problem. I am the problem. No, bro, yeah. Yeah, social media just magnifies yeah. a lot of the stuff that's going on on the inside. So I like what you talk about with that transparency and that vulnerability because I feel like a lot of times we, because, and, and the both of you have expressed, you know, growing up in church and stuff. I saw a picture of Taylor <laughs> today with her prayer cloth. Some, oh, of us, yeah. some of us still wear it, girl. I still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> still wears a fur cloth. We still on that train, <laughs> but we we grew up, and I think there's there was a lack of vulnerability and there was a lack of transparency, and I'm not too sure why there was, but I do feel like it did hinder um, our healing process and even the healing processes of of generations before us. So, yeah. even Taylor, do you mind just expounding more on when you talk about that aspect of transparency and vulnerability? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Like 
the enemy dwells and lives and soaks up in secrecy, right? And so what he's really harped on in the church and in people in general is getting people um, to be closed up, getting people to be silent, um, whether that's closing themselves off by not telling others in general, mm -hmm. or when we're thinking about social media, not feeling free enough to really give their truth. Mm -hmm. um, so that people can't really see who they are. And so when we talk about this idea of being transparent and being vulnerable, um, what we're really talking about is allowing, right? Uh, here's one of my favorite things the Bible says about we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Mm -hmm. and so we like to talk about the blood. We're like the blood of Jesus and mm -hmm. the blood and pour out all the blood and we leave out the testimony part, right? Mm. But testimony, you can't have the blood without the testimony. That's the scripture said Ooh, that's so good and so that's where that idea of transparency comes in like you need my story i need your story and when all of our stories come together that's where the true power of god is able to kind of explode mm -hmm. and better as a result of it mm -hmm. honestly somebody said here i like that samira said um the enemy dwells in secrecy Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't know if you guys remember growing up in youth group or anything like that, where when you would share something in those moments when you would actually share and somebody would be like, oh, my God, you were struggling with that, too. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. I think that the enemy loves to do that. He loves to make us feel as though we are the only ones that are going through something. Absolutely. And so I think that that is why I, I'm moving now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling nice. I feel like that's why the enemy loves to um, hold us back because in, in when he, re he realizes that, yo, when Atiyah becomes free, yeah, she's going to free other people too. Right. Mm -hmm. When Jessica becomes free, Oh, she's gonna free other people too. Yeah. She's gonna make sure she's gonna be a Harriet Tubman. Yeah. She's gonna go back and she's gonna make sure that her generation is free. She's gonna make sure that the other people that were coming up, we all gonna be free. Yeah. And so I think that's why the enemy loves to hold us back and loves to make us feel as though we're the only ones that are actually going through something. But when we open up our mouths and even yeah. now we see muzzles over the mouths of God's woman yeah. and the enemy is just kind of like muzzling you and making you feel like you can't say anything. Yeah. Right. You can't say anything about that shame. Woo. Yeah. See, somebody just said it right here in the comments with shame and condemnation. Yeah. Right. We can't say anything and we can't, we can't, um, we can't move from where we need to be. Atia, yeah. did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think it's important that we understand first and foremost that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That's good. He's gonna constantly be telling you that you're unworthy. He's constantly gonna be telling you that you know you should be you should live in shame. He's constantly gonna be condemning you. And it's also important that we remember that the Bible says that it's the woman that is going to bruise or that, that is going to destroy the head of Satan with That's her heel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As the accuser of the brethren, if I can tell you that you're unworthy, if I can hide your identity from you, if I can, if I can tell you that you're broken and keep you in this low place, then I'm going to keep you from fulfilling what God put you on this earth to do, and that was to protect Satan. So, yeah. um, I just wanted wanted to, to to touch on that because that's why Satan fights the woman. I find so much because of what we were purposed on this earth to do. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree. It's just like. 
I know there's something special about when anybody prays mm -hmm. and when anybody is in their purpose. And I believe that God created it to be a certain way and a certain order. But I think it's something powerful when a woman is in her place. Yeah. When a woman is in her position, when she's in position and she's aligned, mm -hmm. there's something special that happens. There's something so special that happens. And so my encouragement to the women that are watching is that when the enemy, when you find that there is something hindering you or holding you back from sharing your testimony or from moving forward or from even being in spaces of healing, something is up with that. Yes. If you are resisting healing, there, that and of course, you know, um, we're also coming from professional backgrounds where we realize that it's not um, it's not all spiritual, but we're also faith based women. So we will realize that there is a spiritual aspect to it as well, because mm -hmm. when we when I talk about healing, I'm coming from a trauma informed approach. Cause I'm an MFW. So I'm coming from that approach, right? I'm coming from knowing that you've gone through a few things in your life, but I'm also coming from the aspect of what Taylor said before that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And of course, we're not saying that you go and you tell your business to every, every Jane, Jack, Sally, everybody, right? But there's an aspect where if you are invited into a space of healing or into a moment of healing and you resist it, that there's something deep on the inside that we should definitely look into. And there's another thing that's just coming in my head is that I want us to realize, and I feel like this happens to a lot of people, that deliverance is not an event. That's right. Mm -hmm. It is not an event. That, those are not my words. Those are a word that I saw somewhere. But it is not an event. And it stuck with me because I feel like a lot of the times what we coin as a journey of healing is conventions and conferences. That's right. Right? We say we are going to this conference, we are going to this thing, and we expect to be healed. But right. it's a long-term journey. That's right? right. It's a long-term journey. Yeah. I think where, uh, Go ahead. where, unfortunately, the church um, creates a little bit more damage because mm. they should teach. You know what I mean? Not only are we taking you through deliverance, but we're also going to teach you the step, what happens after, you know, we deliver you from this place and you go home. You know, um, I think it's so important that especially in the church that we talk about the process after you come off your knees at the altar. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Somebody says here, as women, we are the carriers of purpose. This is Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. As women, we are the carriers of purpose and the enemy wants us to abort it instead of birthing it. Amen. We need to go through the full term and don't allow distractions to stop us to stop the process to give birth. That's good. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. So I want to hear from you ladies, um, and we can start with Atia. is how have you created safe spaces for women to heal in the work that you do? Um, I think it's all about relationship. Um, it's mm -hmm. all about first and foremost, understanding who you're, who you're speaking with, mm -hmm. um, and what it is that they need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, so I think, having foresight and insight definitely helps um, because again, most people, most women who are in a, in a place of brokenness, they don't necessarily understand what they need. And so I feel like us as leaders or us as coaches or us as therapists, it's, it's our job to kind of 
read between the lines and kind of figure out what it is that they need so that they can feel safe. Mm -hmm. um, so again, building that relationship, having conversation, um, asking specific questions, things like that really help create and, and relating as well. Mm -hmm. um, relating goes a long way. I find that alone, you know, it kind of breaks through the, it breaks through barriers, mm -hmm. um, allows um, those who we are coaching and helping to um, be open and free and feel mm -hmm. safe. That's good. Uh, Taylor, how about you? How have you been able to create safe spaces for women? Um, yeah, so one of the things that I think that I've definitely been more intentional about over the last year or two is about becoming the space that I want people to have. That's good. Right? So, and being a reflection of what it looks like to show up in that space, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been very intentional about sharing my raw journey of you know, but being a woman that is pursuing God in every area, right? So I've, I've been, I mean, open like on social media, right? There's no place that I can go at this point that I wouldn't be able to tell my story because I've owned my story enough that mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to share it. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, I can come into any place and talk about, you know, molestation, pornography, masturbation, you know, insecurities. I can show up in those spaces and talk about, talk about it without even talking about how I got healed, but just normalize the things that we have um, that we have made um, such taboo things that are happening every day, mm -hmm. right? So I've done that, and then I've gone the extra step by creating, you know, therapeutic spaces. You know, I do a course where I allow women to come together and to be able to heal in a therapeutic, not just a biblical way. You know, I have women in pursuit and all of that, but it all started with me becoming the space that I want others to have, becoming mm -hmm. the place that people can be safe with so that it transfers to those those um, external areas. Mm -hmm. I gotta ask because that was good. Um, mm -hmm. How did you, like, what was your process in becoming that space? Because like you said, you've been through some good. experiences. You yeah. had to go through a certain process to become that space, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so the first, I had to, I had to accept my truth. Right. I had to get to the I had to allow God to remove the shame and the condemnation. I had to do practical things like writing out my own personal timeline. Right. And mm -hmm. looking at what what has happened in my life and saying, OK, this has happened. This is me. This is my truth. This is who I am. And from from that place, then uh, God was able to bring me uh, more into a place where then I was then able to to share with others, you know, first on that one on one level and then in a public space. Literally in 2018, September of 2018, God woke me up and said transparency and mm -hmm. said 2019 would be the year of transparency. Okay. And so it, was, it was again, though, the private work. I did private work with myself, like saying it to myself. Oh, I've been molested. Oh, I dealt with masturbation. Oh, I dealt with pornography. Like I had to be comfortable with my truth first before mm. I could then bring it to others. Because if I'm not comfortable <laughs> with my own truth, then when I go into those spaces, the enemy is going to shut me up. That's good. To keep me quiet yes. and get me to take back the decision I already made in my mind to share. Yeah. But in private, God brought me to a level of confidence and boldness. I was then able to come out of that space, out of that private moment, and I was able to show up better. Was it easy? No, of course. Let me tell y'all, when I wrote, when I started writing out my story and posting it, I would post it and 
throw my phone down and run. Like, I, I don't want to know if anybody likes it. I don't want to know if they're going to love it. I don't know if they're going to they're gonna comment. I don't know what's going to happen, right? But I had to take the risk. The, the private work let me know that it was worth the risk to post and not know if I would be met with rejection or acceptance. Mm. I had gotten to the point where my own personal healing and my own, and the, and the, the 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 purpose of another woman right we're talking about sisterhood mm -hmm. my sister's freedom my sister's healing is worth more than a moment of shame and redemption. that's so good to get me to believe it's gonna happen mm -hmm. i would rather risk the uh, the moment of rejection knowing that i might experience that but i also might experience somebody else being better because of it. Mm -hmm. Somebody else being made free, somebody else being made whole. But all of that had to happen in a private place. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, we have to realize that it's just not about us. Like as women, we just get so self-centered and- <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> us, us, right? But in this season, you know, sisterhood is on the heart of God. And so mm -hmm. I think what's happening is that he's changing our perspective from a self perspective to a we perspective so that we're making decisions that are not just about us, but about our the collective. And so if Atiyah is going to be better because I expose myself and I look like a fool by posting what happened, mm -hmm. I'm going to post this just so that that one person, just so that Atiyah can see it and be made free and mm -hmm. i'll take i'll take whatever hits the enemy tries to bring That's because good. i realize it's not just about me yeah and i think there's two things that you said that clearly everybody in the comments love uh both of you said it i think one of you said owning your story and then another said accept your truth mm -hmm. and that is so true it is so important to accept your truth the moment mm -hmm. i began to accept my truth and own it and realize this is what happened to me. This is what it is. It is what it is. Let's, let's heal. Let's, let's get on this journey. Mm -hmm. Something shifted. And yeah. I like what you talked about too, um, where you talked about normalizing it. Right. It, it, and I think that's where we talk about with that, that safe space. I feel like certain things are just not normalized. Sometimes people tell me things and I think they expect me to be like, oh my God. And I'm just like, right. okay, that's okay. Now we'll get through it. And they're just like, wait, you're not going to judge me. Right. You're not going to condemn me. No, yeah. there is therefore now no condemnation yeah. to the in Christ Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of women are afraid to go on their healing journey or open up about wanting healing or any of those things because they're afraid of being judged. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of condemnation. They're afraid of, of shame. But I think I really want to encourage the women that are watching tonight that these are three women here who are currently going on their own healing journey, but then they're using their story to bless other women, right? Yeah. So I'm talking about being molested like that's that's my story and we're going to talk a little bit about about story um about our own stories in a bit but like that can make that can have some some shame and some condemnation because you can feel there's there's a plethora of thoughts and ideologies and different things that go along with that but i've free i've honestly learned to free myself 
from those thoughts and those ideologies that the enemy tries to throw my way. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I had to learn to do, that even though I've gone through all of those things, is realizing my identity in Christ. When I realized my identity in Christ and I realized that I'm a daughter, I'm wearing a daughter shirt, guys. You can't really see it. But when I realized that I was a daughter, and I dug through the scriptures and I realized who I was and yeah. whose I was, it was, it was, it was over. I was just like, yeah. you know what? I'm not gonna allow the enemy to punk me. Yeah. I'm not gonna allow the enemy to punk me because there was something special at the other end of my story. And you talked about you know, being able to free other people. And so it's so interesting because I, I you know, I've coined that the concept of, he, I need to actually trademark that, um, healed people heal people. I'm huge on that. I'm huge on that. I'm huge on once we've been healed, that we now pass on that healing to somebody else or we show them how to also be healed. So I like, I I, kind of went on a tangent, but essentially (laughs) I like what you said around that aspect of, of normalizing it. I think that's really, really big, normalizing it and letting people know that you are not alone. You are not the only person that has gone through this situation and that God will take you through. And when we open our mouths and we're able to speak to those things, then we really realize that, hey, if Taylor went through it and got and, and is getting through it, if Jessica went through it and is getting through it, if Atia went through yeah. it and is getting through it, then, hey, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And so that's, again, why we're having this conversation is because when we are exposing the enemy and other women realize I can gain my freedom too. It's, it's crazy. The enemy can't hold us back when other women are, are free. Cause even now on this live, other women are becoming free. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to go on my own healing journey because these powerful women of God are going on their healing journey and they're now freeing other people. Yeah. Right. So, um, all right. So we're going to move on to another, uh, discussion point. I love what I'm seeing in the comments here. So, uh, Christy Lee is saying, yes, I'm not going to allow the enemy to punk me. We ain't going to allow the enemy to punk us. Listen, Carolyn, who I affectionately call Auntie Carol says, and that can also help you to push you forward of what you've been through by the healing of the blood. Amen. Amen. So as we talk about normalizing and and transparency, um, let's talk about our own story, our our journeys of healing. I would love to hear from you, ladies. What is your, (laughs) Natanya said, Satan, I will drag you. Let's go. Yeah. Satan, oh, I will drag God. you. I will oh, drag you. Good. Okay. No, I will drag you. Drag you right back to where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. These ladies in the comments are killing me. Um, I need a shirt with that. No. Listen, the last time <laughs> I needed a shirt, yeah. Tia said, Jessica, you need to put that on a shirt. And I did. Yeah. And, um, 
Okay, let me get back on track. Oh God, these guys are going off in the comments and I'm so easily distracted. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Jessica. Stay focused. Um, okay, so ladies, what are your own healing journeys, your own stories of healing? I would love to hear. I think the last time we started with Taylor, so we'll start with Atia. I knew it. I knew you were coming. <laughs> Share with us. I would love to hear your own story um, and your own healing journey. Okay. Um, I, I, oh Lord, where do I start? Jesus. <laughs> um, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to start from the beginning. So I grew up in a home that was pretty dysfunctional. I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. And if you are a PK, you know that, um, that pastors at home, pastors in the church is sometimes it's a little different. <laughs> so um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. Um, and as I got older, um, you know, I got into a very dysfunctional marriage because as human beings, unfortunately, we repeat what we see. And by the time I walked out of the marriage, I was a shell of myself. Um, I battled for years with PTSD, addiction, depression, um, anxiety. There was so much. And I, I hit rock bottom. And it was there that God literally came and found me and showed me who I was and mm -hmm. loved on me and taught me how to love myself because that was something that I didn't know how to do. No one taught me how to love myself, much less love another human being. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, through that journey and through sharing my story, because again, like we were talking about earlier, I had to own the fact that I was divorced. I had to own the fact that I was abused. I had to own the fact that I was struggling with mental illness so that I could help others who were struggling with it themselves or who were in a situ the same situations that I had been in. Um, so again, I had, to, I, had to, I had to allow God to take me through my journey so that I can teach and show others how to get through theirs as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and thank you so much for your, your transparency and your vulnerability in sharing that because a lot of the things that you mentioned are things that are condemned, mm -hmm. right? Are things that are condemned. Um, we over-spiritualize things like mental illness. Um, your divorce, oh, mom. That's it, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, thank you so much for for sharing that. I I really appreciate that. Uh, Taylor, do you want to jump in? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I I probably already started telling my business. <laughs> tell well, us, tell us. Yeah. I'm constantly telling my own business, and that's the best person to tell it. You know, <laughs> I, you know what I'll say. Um, in addition to to all that I did have to, you know kind of heal from is that I really, what happened was that God kind of put me in this incubation period, right? Like, mm -hmm. and this was outside of the pandemic, right? One, one of the things about this pandemic is kind of, it's all forced us to be inside. And so we are all confronted with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. We're all confronted um, by our heart condition. We're all yeah. confronted by the our past. Um, when we go to sleep at night, it's us and those memories. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of been forced and positioned to have to deal with stuff mm -hmm. and for me that period of time was college i didn't go to college and i wasn't wilding out you know i i had plans that i was gonna live my best life and the lord was like no okay. and, um your best life is gonna look like you know healing and getting delivered and and you know no you can't listen to beyonce no more what no beyonce 
child what's happening like no um so so for me you know even though my time was college i believe that you know we all kind of have that incubation time where god mm -hmm. puts us in the dark and in the dark uh he deals with us um and that's what happened for me and so it was it was years of process you know mm -hmm. it was um years and layers of chipping at the things that I thought um, would never, no one would ever be able to to listen to or be able to accept. Or, you know, it was years of me realizing that my truth didn't have to match up with the platform or the, or the pedestal that people had put me on. Mm -hmm. Being a church kid and um, people always, you know, I've, people have always been talking about you called to ministry since I was out of the womb, right? And so I had to kind of strip off all of the narratives that I felt like other people put on me. Mm -hmm. And I had to be comfortable again about just like owning my story and letting God use it. He can repurpose literally everything we go through. Right. He's in the repackaging, regifting business. And when he does it, he does it well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, that's good when you talk about he can repackage because um, I, I will share my story. And so guys, I just wanted to shout out my mom. You know, my mom's right here, Sharon. Hi, mama. Hi, mama. What's, how you doing, mama? <laughs> so it's so funny because I, so I was molested from the age of five to the age of nine. And so I remember the first time I told my mom was, um, when I was 23, I think, because I was writing a book. Mm. And I said, I feel like I need to tell my mom this so yeah. she doesn't read it in the book. Uh -huh. um, and she was she was so shocked. She was like, oh my God, how come you didn't tell me? Blah, 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 right, Tay Tay. Um, and it's something that I lived with for, for many years, right? So um, that aspect of, of being molested came with, all right, mommy, if you need to log off, you can log off. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh God. <laughs> um, that aspect of, of being molested definitely plagued on me or played on me rather in so many different ways. Like there's so many, so many soul issues and so many identity issues that came with that. Like I was somebody that struggled with really low self-esteem. Like you tell me I'm pretty and I'm like oh thanks like okay cool like you know and I'll be honest with you it was not until like last year retreat um when I hosted the retreat and coming into this year that I really was able to get over that low self-esteem I just could not look I feel like this is helping somebody I just could not look in the mirror and tell myself that I was beautiful yeah. like I always saw that there was something wrong with me mm -hmm. I, I would criticize my mouth I'd criticize my nose I'd criticize my toes like I'd criticize every I, I was too fat I was too this I was too that and there were so many different things that, that were just taking place inside of me. So there was identity. Then there was the mental breakdowns that came with that, right? Um, and so that's when I started seeing a therapist. So I called my therapist 
um, when I was doing a consultation just to kind of like, you know, to figure out what do I need to do and something like that. And she was like, she's, she's a Trinidadian lady. So she was like, what you need is inner child healing. And I said, you know what? Let me get all the inner child healing that yeah. I need to get because clearly something needs to be attended to. And so um, I'm talking about emotional abuse. I'm talking about um, sexual abuse. I'm talking about all different types of abuse and, and things that I've gone through. But I can honestly say that God has brought me from a mighty long way. Like he has brought me from, like I actually look in the mirror and I don't think that I'm all of that in a bag of chips, but, but I think that I'm something like I can honestly confidently say that I look in the mirror and I don't think something's wrong or I need to fix something. There is something that has happened. My yeah. lens has been shifted. My perspective yeah. has been shifted. God has done something inside of me. And you know how that happened last year at the retreat. Last year at the retreat, when we did our bonfire and we did our girl talk circle and we created, we created something called mental change and we burned those bad boys. And my, one of my big things was self-esteem and my sister's held me accountable and they said you're not coming back next year to deal with the same thing yeah right you're not coming back next year to deal with low self-esteem like you're gonna leave this here and of course i was going through and 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 i'm and i'm you know processing and all that kind of stuff but i can confidently say that my healing journey my journey of, of process and all of these different things that god has been able to work through me why? And I'm reminding us of our discussion tonight, which is why Black women need safe spaces of healing. Mm -hmm. Even though I was the visionary, I still needed to be in that safe yeah, space. Absolutely. To be like, guys, I struggle with low self-esteem. Like, And I remember crying. I remember bawling my eyes out. So it's important that we are we create these safe spaces for those of us who lead these safe spaces and women for you to know yes god that there are safe spaces out there for you so that yeah. you can get your healing and even now the lord is saying hey man don't resist your healing somebody said i can't wait for 2021 retreat sis retreat yeah. is happening august 8th to the 9th okay. <laughs> like you don't gotta wait you don't gotta wait <laughs> Don't worry, sis. I got something. I got something coming for you. Don't worry. I got something coming for you. So everybody that's watching right now, you got to stay to the end because we have something for you. Yeah. In any regards, what was I saying? I got distracted. Yeah. By that. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I got so distracted. Anyways, what I was trying to say was being in that safe space of healing helped me to realize, and even being in those safe those safe spaces are like mirrors as well. Yeah. Oh, psh, child, you ain't saying nothing but a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Those safe spaces are like mirrors, cause you're like, bro, I'm actually struggling with that, but I didn't realize that I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those soy spaces are, are are spaces of healing as well. So Natalia said, I'm registered and y'all better go. Nat, you better tell them. <laughs> tell them. Tell you, them. You said something um, 
earlier when you were sharing your story and something came to me um, that the healing process is a lot like a surgery room. And in the surgery room, you have all your utensils, you have everything that you need to perform the surgery, everything is sterile, there are certain protocols and procedures that need to be followed to make sure that it's executed the way it needs to to be. And that's what our safe spaces are are supposed to be. They're supposed Mm -hmm. to be spaces where everything that we need for that healing process, because the healing process is like having surgery. Mm. Um, Everything that we need, all the protocols that need to be followed, the safe, the, the security and knowing that this doctor is not go is going to make sure that I get out of here alive you know mm-hmm. um, yeah exactly are, are, are supposed to be and so when you were talking about your, your journey that came to me that it's a lot like an actual surgery it's huge it's it's such a surgery it's such a it's such an in-depth work and I feel like this is how we can get into even our next point of why do we think that black women um, are afraid to unpack and go on their own healing journeys. Now, this could be a whole live, <laughs> but we gonna talk about this on today. Does Nicki Minaj still say that? By the way, does she still say that? No, I have no idea. No. I, can't even, I can't even do that. I can't even make the noise. All right, if I'm gonna try. <laughs> I I can't. I'm not even gonna play myself. Oh my god. Okay, let Jessica stay focused. So, <laughs> um, why do we think that black women are afraid to unpack and to go on their healing journey? I feel like a lot of them. Well, first and foremost, let me. A lot of women, black women in particular, were naturally very strong. And naturally, generation after generation, we've just carried life and everything that comes with it, no matter how heavy it is, on our backs. And so I feel like when it comes to something like healing, a lot of us don't even realize that we're, we need healing. A lot of us don't realize that we are broken, we are insecure, we are battling depression and all these different things because we've been taught to be so strong. And so I feel like it's not even necessary, and, and for some, it's they know they need healing, but they're afraid of what they're gonna find when they start their journey. Ooh, that's good. Um, that's so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of what we're gonna find when we start. That's it. Please, Taylor. I'm gonna come to you in a second, but I want to share some of what is being said in the comments because they are going off. Okay, somebody. Natanya said because we're afraid of to be judged. Somebody said judgment, um, Shama, I hope that's how you pronounce your name. Um, Francesca said, because there's too much backstabbing. Francesca, I want you to come back next week because we're going to do a part two. We're talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. Mm -hmm. Um, She also said silence or struggle. Somebody above, the comments are going, somebody has said, because our mothers didn't. Hello. Hello. Okay. Um, oh, oh, wait. My mom said, my mom said, my mom said something. Hold on a second. Uh, disappointment on how others will perceive you. Um, it wasn't shown to us growing up. We never saw it. We are too strong for our own good. Because we haven't properly, ooh, because we haven't been properly covered nor protected. Oh, my, 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 my. I mean, right? Like, 
we, you know, if you study psychology at all at one point in life, you know that there's this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. right? And we know that one of the foundational things that every human being, not just women, not just men, but mm -hmm. every human being needs is safety and security. Mm -hmm. right? And what has happened to many of us is that safety and security was never provided. And mm -hmm. so we have been wandering, we have been lingering. And, and so it's almost impossible for you to even get your mind to even think about healing because that takes a level of safety that's not been provided, right? That's so good. And that security can be ripped when, you know, a mother or father walks out on you. You know, you're given mm -hmm. a option. Um, you were you were molested. And even though you're, you were in a two parent household, you felt like they did not provide a, a place where you could be really taken care of. And so you found yourself in a, in a compromising situation. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can there's so many different ways that it's been taken from us that we haven't had an environment where it can really be conducive to be to heal. Right now, think about black people in general and the history of black people mm -hmm. and, safety and security being ripped from our ancestors you know in the and the transporting of us from one country to the next mm -hmm. right and in and, and the in the i'm supposed to be um working on this plantation and mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be doing certain things but my master is coming and violating me my master is coming and taking my kids and moving mm -hmm. There's been no safety or security provided as a people for us to do that. And so when you think about it generationally and how that now manifests, that's mm -hmm. one of the way it manifests now where there's we don't have the 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 space to really do it and to do it well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, all of what everybody said, listen, fear, you name it, judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um we have a deficiency of safety and security. Yeah, all of that, mm -hmm. all of that, right? You just put it all together and it's just a, yeah. a ball of mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just yeah. like, where do you start? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good. No, that's so good because it's, uh, ooh, Sammy said that more men need to be a part of this conversation. Listen, oh, wow. listen. That's a whole other. He said, we have to do better to create this kind of safety. Yeah, we have to do better for each other. Here's the thing, right? Like, we have to take care of each other as black men and black women. Yes. And here's here's what's happened. Woo. Women have spent more time covering and nurturing and protecting the wounds and the scars and the blood that has been dripping from black men and it has Woo. not been reciprocated. And so because it has not been reciprocated, uh, we have not felt that we are able to be feminine enough to express our vulnerability and our transparency wow. to heal. Mm -hmm. This is so good. This is so good, okay? This is so good. I think we really got to the root, pun intended, of, of a lot of things. I think for Black women, we feel so strong. We yeah. feel like we need to be strong. We feel like we, we cannot be vulnerable. We feel like we cannot be transparent because, quite frankly, we don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for this. Quite frankly, we don't have the time to, to be, we don't have time to go on healing because we got bills to pay. Mm -hmm. and, 
We got bills to pay. We got children to feed. And I think it's a little different for our generation because, you know, we've been able to go to school and and different things like that and and create a better life for ourselves. And so this is how the generational curse is not broken. Right. So I have I have a goddaughter and I have a niece and my friend tells me how spicy my goddaughter is. She's like four months and she'd be like talking loud in the mind and doing the most. And I'm like, yo, let her be. Let her be spicy because we didn't have a lot of us didn't have the opportunity where when we grew when we were growing up, we were silenced. We were silent. Our feelings, we were told in a lot of senses that our feelings do not matter. So how now am I an adult and you're going to tell me that I need to express my feelings? Sis, what are you even talking about? What feelings? What feelings? Feelings? How do you spell? don't even know what feelings are. You ask them how you feel like it's good. Yep. Okay. Or not feeling. (laughs) I don't got time to, to, to feel. Ooh, that's good. I don't have time to feel. I don't have time to feel. And so I feel the Lord is saying, hey, I need you to make that time to feel. And because a lot of us don't make that time to feel, unfortunately, and to heal, we cannot get to that maximized place of where God wants us to be so that he can use us. Because, listen, us being in an unhealed place, God can't use us like that. Mm -hmm. He cannot use us when we have so many soul wounds. Yeah. All of creation, this is my favorite scripture, is crying out for the manifestation of the yeah. sons and daughters, as yeah. I'm adding to the scripture, of God. And the only way that God is going to be able to use you at your fullest capacity is yeah. when you get your healing. If you do not get your healing, you will not be able to be used at your fullest capacity. Listen, when God began, when I allowed God to begin his the healing journey in my life, I began to see myself different. That's I began true. to see things different. Yeah. I began to treat people differently. I yeah. began to view ministry differently. There is a lens that comes off when you, or even comes off or go on or however you want to place it, there is a lens that happens or, or that takes place or a shift that happens when you decide to go on your healing journey. Yeah, here's, here's what I, I, this is what I, and I, listen, God just asked me this question this morning. I was reading, I was reading about the man um, at, the, uh, at, Beth- at the Bethesda pool, right? Mm-hmm. And he had been laying there for years and Jesus came and asked him a question that he's that he's literally asking each and every one of us. That's so good. I feel the Holy Ghost. Do you want to be well? Yes. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be better? Let me translate that question. Do you want to be better? Do you want to improve? Do you want to stay in the condition that you're in? Mm-hmm. Do you want more? Do you want to be whole? Do you, you want to be healed? Right. That is the question at hand, not just tonight, but this at hand in this time. Right. Do you want to be well? And what does well look like for you? Because here's the thing. Many of us have gotten well to a point, but there's a better from that place. So what he's calling for is from wherever you are in your journey, 
can you be made well to that next level? That's good. What is that next level of being well, of being healthy, of being whole, of being killed. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? And do you want it? Because here's the thing, baby, if you don't want it, you ain't got to have it. Woo. If you don't want it, you ain't going to get it because you are involved. But if you want it, it's at hand. It, it's Hallelujah. At work it's at hand when you put in the dirty work when you get like the woman with the issue of blood who had to get on her knees and had to crawl and had to get to the place that was called the hem of his garment that was called work that's really that what is. it is Can, are you willing to work to be well are you willing to work to be to be whole are you willing to work to be healed and if so then everything can change tonight like that's good Everything changes for you tonight. Um, you have to you have to answer that question and answer it honestly. That's about so where you good. Are. That's so good. Do you want to be well? And it's so interesting because Jesus knew, of course, this man wanted to be well, but he asked him the question because there becomes a point that we have to take ownership. That's right. Ownership. There comes a point where we have to take ownership. Um, and Sammy, I love that Sammy's in the conversation. Listen, I just I'm love here. him. I just love him, okay? I like him. It seems like that's my man. Um, he said this. Oh, wait, that's your husband? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this Listen, you better be in here and commenting, okay? You better be in the comments. You better be in the comments. This function does not have to be your normal. That's yeah. right. That's and that is why at this year's retreat, which y'all better stick around for, he's <laughs> calling us. When when the Spirit of the Lord told me to heal the dysfunctions of our heart, I said, God, but that's a little abrasive. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Um, I, I'm gonna come back to that in a second. Um, somebody said, How do you how does one identify they need healing? Okay. Let's answer it. Let's answer it when we're answering the question. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna answer that. So my husband is managing the comments for me. So baby, <laughs> pin that one for me. Oh, I, love pin that one. I know we got the men's in the comments. See, sisters, if you are single, these are the kind yeah, of guys Okay, men that are gonna cover you, you need men that are gonna protect you, That's and you need right. men that are gonna be in the comments. That's right, doing the work with you. Here we <laughs> That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> oh man. So so I think I think um so so Janice, we're gonna come back to your to your question. Um, we're gonna come back to your question around <laughs> uh Kevin. So the little baby that I was talking about that's spicy, that's his daughter. <laughs> we over here talking about Kennedy and how she's so spicy. Oh, I love that name. She's beautiful. Don't get me sidetracked because I just start talking about her for like the whole time. I adore her. I adore. Somebody said here, do they got any brothers? <laughs> Sammy might, Sammy might be able to get some brothers. Uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. Ladies, that's for another night. <laughs> all right, all right. You ain't, that's going to be alive. You got any brothers? <laughs> okay. So I think um, you ladies have really touched on, on why, um, why we, why we need those spaces of healing for black women in particular is because we really realize that black women, we've gone through a different level and a different series of events. 
Let's just put it that way. And so it's yeah. important. So, so Taylor, I commend you. <laughs> I can't with, with these guys in the comments. Taylor, I commend you for the work that you are doing. You know, I know you serve a lot of women, but from what I see, it's predominantly black women. Atia, I commend you for the work that you're doing. And I'm going to go ahead and just brush my shoulder off a little bit and be like, and just um, for the work that we're doing because we are creating safe spaces of, of healing um, um, for black women, right? And sharing our own stories and letting them know, as, as Taylor asked the question, will you be made whole? That's a huge question. Are you gonna be made whole? All right. So the, the last question that we have tonight and then we're almost gonna wrap up is, um, what <laughs> somebody said, I need their IGs, their IG handles. I need this positivity on my TL. Yeah, I'll put in the comments. You do, you do. Um, and so ladies, um, what advice would you give to any woman who's afraid to begin their healing journey? Ooh, first of all, don't be afraid. Mm. Um, healing is the best decision you can make in your life. Um, and be patient with yourself. Uh, healing is not an easy process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of uprooting. It's a lot of, like we talked about earlier, it's like having surgery um, and it's not easy. Um, so be patient with yourself and allow God to guide you and strengthen you throughout your process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say be scared. But mm. do it anyway. Mm. That's good. That's good. It is scary. I, I don't want to sugarcoat anything for you. And I don't want you to think <laughs> that there is not, that there won't be parts of the journey that are like, what did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. um, however, I want you to be scared and do it. Okay. Yeah. Be be scared and still be decided mm -hmm. and know that God is not intimidated even by the fear that you have to do it. That's good. What I really want you to get into your mind and what I really want you to understand, what I want you to come to the resolve is that you would rather die empty than die full. You would mm -hmm. rather die empty knowing that you poured out everything that you could that you maximize every gift, every skill, every idea, mm -hmm. rather than die full of all the potential, all the promise, all the purpose that you had in your mother's womb. That's good. So be scared. And while you're scared, just decide that I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Feel the fear and do it anyway. The discomfort, the inconvenience, the mm -hmm. loneliness, uh, all of it, you're yeah. gonna you're going to do it anyway. Others have done it anyway. And we have not only survived, but we are thriving. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Um, I, I will definitely add to that. So I think maybe about a month and a half ago or maybe two months ago, <laughs> uh, four o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was crying. And I said, God, I'm tired. Mm. I am tired of this healing process. I am over it, okay? Why Let's am I 30 years old and there are still things that are plaguing me from when I was five? Yeah. I am so over it, God. 
And I mean, I was bawling. I don't mean that like I was like just crying and the tears were, no, no. I was bawling. I was like, God, I am so over it. I cannot deal with this anymore. I don't want to have to go through this healing journey anymore. What is going on? And when I finally calmed down, which I just love the father, he said three things to me, actually four things to me. He said, healing is a process. Healing is a journey. Mm -hmm. Healing takes time. Be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Healing is a process. Yeah. Healing is a journey. Yeah. Healing takes time. Mm -hmm. Be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Honestly, those words brought such comfort to me. Yeah. And on on Tuesday, no, last Thursday, I was sitting with my therapist and she was going to some places that I was just like, heck no. That's what you said. I was like, sis. <laughs> Return to sender. Goodbye. But I'm, not, but I'm not, I'm not trying to. But the thing is, inside of me, it's like when you talked about Taylor about feeling the fear and doing it anyways. Even though I was fearful, and even though I didn't necessarily want to go to that place. And it was so uncomfortable. I said, I'm going to go there. And she even turned to me because this is like a part. This is the first part of like probably going to be who knows how long. She said to me, are you ready for this work? Mm -hmm. She said, are you ready for this work? And I said, sis, you don't in my head. I'm like, sis, you don't know me. Well, she's a white woman. But so but I was like, you don't in my head. I was like, you don't know Karen. me. Get out of here. Karen, I'm committed to the process, Karen. You don't know me, right? She's awesome, though. She's amazing. I had a black therapist at first. And then, anyway, that's a whole different conversation. Um, and so she's amazing. And she said to me, she was very direct. She said, are you ready for the the work? And, I, and even though she was, at first, I felt like she was like, um, at first, I was like, what do you mean if I'm ready? Of course I'm ready. I'm paying you, aren't I? <laughs> coming up, But it's real. Mm -hmm. It goes back to that question of, will you be made whole? Yeah. Are you ready to be made whole? Like, are you, are you ready to, to go? Are you ready to dig deep into the yeah. soul wound and take out what has been holding you down for so long? Right. Um, Sammy said something. Well, let me touch what Francesca said. She talked about healing is not linear. It is not. It is not. It is not this, then this, then this. No, there are going to be days where you feel like you're up. There are going to be days you feel like you're down. There are going to be days where you feel like you're conquering this thing. And there are going to be days where you feel like this thing is conquering you. Yeah. But you got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. Um, and, and Sammy said here, therapy is a curse word in our community, but we can't be so quick to shout, but be afraid to sit and talk and unpack. Let's go. Mm -hmm. We need to unpack these things because it's not, and, and, and Taylor said it earlier, it's not only about us, but it's healed people heal people. 
And when we talk about, we're not just talking about the masses, we're talking about our children. We're talking about our children's children. We're talking about those in our sphere of influence, our family, our friends, and different things like that. So the unpacking is necessary. And as Shama said, it is real. It is so important and it is so real. All right. So those are our bits of advice for anybody who is currently on their own healing journey. We're wrapping up in a few. Um, but if anybody has any questions, please put them in the comments. Uh, we did have that one question, yeah. which was how does one identify that if they need healing? We all need it. We do. Me too. Um, <laughs> you don't even have, that's like the most simplest. I know that was probably, I know she's probably like, first of all, that's, <laughs> that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> but here's the thing, like just knowing that though, we all need healing, right? Like you don't have to go to therapy because you can identify something is literally wrong in this moment. Mm -hmm. you can go to therapy just as a, as a checkup, just like you go to the to the doctor once a year. You could put mm -hmm. yourself in therapy, you know, every couple of years, every year for a couple of months, whatever. But if anything feels off, if there's anything about yourself that you want to improve, you need to be healed. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a deep, you know, you don't have to have this long trauma history in order to be healed. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Healing is for us all and because we're human and because we're flesh, mm -hmm. um, we are, we, we, until we are raptured, okay, or we die, we gonna need healing. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think it's also important that we understand that every event in life leaves a mark and bears yeah. fruit. That's so good. it either leaves a good impression, a bad impression, and it's gonna bear a good fruit or a bad fruit. Mm -hmm. And that's everything in life, small and big. And yeah. so you go, when you've gone through life and you've been through traumatic experiences, even if you have, because a lot of us, again, we don't realize, some people were molested as a child and don't even know because they blocked it out or whatever yeah. the case is. Um, everything in life leaves a fruit. If there's insecurity, that's a fruit. If you notice you're depressed, that's a fruit. If yeah. you're happy, that's a fruit. Mm -hmm. Everything in life leaves a mark and it leaves a fruit and it's up mm -hmm. to you to kind of be honest with yourself, mm -hmm. recognize what the mark is, if it's a good mark, if it's a bad mark, if it's a good fruit, if it's a bad fruit. And that's why mm -hmm. honesty, honestly, is the most powerful thing when it comes to this healing thing, because not, not, we, Honesty is important because it's what recognizes first and foremost that something needs to be done. You mm -hmm. know, whether it's on a on a large scale or a small scale, not having that honesty with yourself to say, you know what, I do need you, I do need help in this area. Then you now open yourself up to what the options are to help you get on that journey. But mm -hmm. if you, you need that honesty to recognize what it is that you need help with. Yeah, and I think too that moments of moments of stillness and quietness and solitude is what really helped me to recognize the healing that I needed because sometimes you don't recognize it. And when you begin to sit with God and sit with the Holy Spirit and he begins to shine the light of his word in your heart, you begin to see some things about yourself and some things that you realize, hey, this, I need healing from this. I need to, I need to fix this. I, something needs to happen in my life. And so I would hope that that answered your question in terms of how does one recognize that they need healing? All right, does anybody else have any questions? Uh, Giselle said, 
This was so excellent, ladies. Thank you all. This was great. Y'all don't leave. Don't leave. Can I, can I say something? Yes, go ahead, my darling. You just said you said that God shines a light on the areas that you need healing. Um, <clears throat> I was um I just lost my train of thought. God shines a light on the areas that need healing. And it's important that we understand that God reveals to redeem. So when he shows mm. things that you may not, that may scare you or says he's showing you them because he wants to redeem those things. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring clarity. He wants all, anything that you need. He'll shine a light on the area that needs it the most. And so you can't be afraid of what God shows you when he shines light on that thing because he's showing you so that he could bring you to that place of wholeness and that mm -hmm. place of peace. That's good. Um, Sammy said, we all got some great therapy and impartation tonight. Thank you for this space. Thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you for saying that. Um, Antonia, my sister-in-law, shout out to my your husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, don't listen. Y'all better, when I get married, thank you, husband, for writing that. Thank you, husband, for being in the comments. Thank you, husband, for being uh, in this room right now. Press <laughs> in the comments. Um, and some, my sister-in-law said, um, sometimes you don't even notice you may need healing until a mental breakdown. Listen, that's when I realized I needed my healing. Yeah. That's when I realized I needed deep inner healing after my mental breakdown. I was like, something is wrong and something needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And so that is so, so true. Uh, this is an excellent topic. I'm struggling with this right now. Um, I've told God to search my heart and to remove unwanted layers in my life. You are ready. I mean, you are thank uh, welcome. I don't know what I'm, what all, all these words that are coming through. I'm tired, y'all. Can y'all tell? Um, but, I know, right? It's time to wrap up. But thank yeah. you guys so much. Um, there seems to be no more questions. Um, if you guys want to DM any one of us. Um, and ask any private questions because I do recognize that these are very, um, what's the word, intimate or intricate questions. And, and some of us are still not ready to be as transparent in like an open space and that's totally okay. So if you wanna DM us on the low, um, let us know and definitely please we'll be more than happy to, to answer any of your questions. Yeah. Um, somebody said, uh, you three went deep tonight. You've healed a lot of women tonight knowingly and unknowingly praying as you're helping others. You may heal also. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Thank that's, you so much. That's, that's Sammy's best friend, by the way. No, <laughs> just out here. I am. Out here. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Thank you, husband, best friend. This, that's what I'll be saying. <laughs> Uh, somebody said I was looking for the replay. Listen, sis, this is going to be on my podcast, the She Speaks Truth podcast, always and forever, speaking God's truth over you. Um, this. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is a faith-based pod, uh, a podcast that talks about emotional heal healing and emotional wellness. Um from a faith-based perspective. So if you guys would like to listen to this again, which I completely recommend that you do, take your notes. You guys know, well, for those who know me, know I'm big on notes, right, Rokora? I'm big on notes. Um, so take your notes, because listen, you need to sit in a spot and ask the Holy Spirit to minister 
to your heart. Mm -hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. Okay, so we have had, I think, a steady range of like 40 people or so that have been watching us live. Um, two things I want to say is first, come back next week. We are going to have part two, not with these awesome ladies, but with some other awesome ladies, we're going to be talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. I think that's really important. So stay tuned for next week for part two. The second thing why I had y'all sticking around for is, hold on, let me go find it. Let me go find it. <laughs> so the Unplugged Women's Retreat, the online experience is August 7th and 8th. And tonight, 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 Today, 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 we are giving away three spots. Yay. So y'all need to go. Let me tell y'all what you need to do. You need to hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Come on, computer. All right. You need to email info. Email me, please. At, don't DM me. I, I mean, you got to say it. The saints need clear instructions. Huh? <laughs> That's spelled E M A I L. Not <laughs> I cannot with you, Taylor. You're so funny. Email info at mysisterskeeperempowerment.ca. We are giving away three spots tonight. Three, three spots. And when you email me, listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> when, when you email me, you need to tell me three things that you're going to be applying to your life from what you've taken away from tonight. Oh. So we are giving away three spots. Three, not four. One, two, three. You're going to email me at info at mysisterskeeperempowerment.ca. You can DM me for that because I know that's a long email. And then you're going to send me an email asking or telling us what are three things that you're going to take away from your um, from this session tonight that you are applying to your life. So I really hope that y'all like take this because this this retreat about to be lit. Yeah, <laughs> whole mood, okay. It's gonna be life changing. This is the third retreat that we're having. Um, it is called Healing the Dysfunctions of Our Heart. It is the Unplugged Women's Retreat. We are having a two day, it's two days, and um, what else? It's put the email back up. Huh? Put the email back up. Yeah, I'm gonna put the email back up right here. Um, so it is two days and we have 11 women, four breakout sessions. Our breakout sessions are healing from abuse, um, breaking generational curses, healing from rejection and abandonment. Those are going to be our breakout sessions. So I'm going to need all of you ladies to come on in and Register, not register, but claim your free spots. Is that okay. .com or .ca? .ca. Okay. I think it's .ca. Wait, let me double check. .ca, not .com, .ca, .ca. Okay. Is that a Canada thing? It is. <laughs> it is. It is a Canada thing. All right. I put it in the comments. So anybody that needs the email, because y'all are lazy and y'all don't want to write stuff down, you can copy and paste. Yep. So healing the, so, uh, Claudia said, 
that's heavy stuff. Yes, ma'am. No, healing the dysfunction of her. And she has a surprise. Yes, ma'am. God is going all the way there. He is digging up every single thing. He is not playing with us because women need to be released into their purpose. That's right. And <laughs> Taylor, you're a mood. And the <laughs> way that we're going to be released into our purpose is when we are healed. Um, Sammy said, buy a ticket for your lady friend, your friend, your co-worker, your cousin. Yeah. Your Listen. Okay, <laughs> yes. If, if you are a man and you're watching this live tonight um, or you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to need you to go ahead and buy a ticket for your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever the relationship. It's not an entanglement. <laughs> we don't do entanglements over here. <laughs> we don't do entanglements. <laughs> okay, wrapped up, tangled up with Jesus, and now <laughs> ain't no entanglements. Oh my God, I'm done. I'm done. But honestly, thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. You guys are an awesome, awesome audience. Dope amazing god bless you guys thank you for your questions your comments your everything i appreciate all of it and and as sammy said up above that you know this was a safe space of healing and and therapy and impartation for many so we're grateful that you know you were able to walk away with something and i'm 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 giving these spots because i really believe i really believe with all of my heart that God wants his, his daughters to be healed. Daughter, it yeah. is your time. It is yeah. your time to be healed. It is your yeah. time to be healed. And even as Taylor said, will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? I'm so sorry I missed this. What's the cost for the ticket? <laughs> okay, so right now the tickets are $45. Um, listen, you getting a steal because- That's free, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, y'all need to be lucky it ain't me because it ain't never $45. It ain't never going to be $45. You don't hear me. You you can buy four tickets for $45. Come on. <laughs> so it is 40. Who are a whole? It ain't never, never going to be 40. I wish y'all would ask me to for God is in minute. She is really caring about your souls <laughs> for free. Oh my oh, God! Okay. It is forty five dollars for Friday night, Saturday from ten to two, and on the Sunday. And this is my first time making this public. We do for those who are in Toronto. We do have a brunch in the in the in the park um, with us. So. Oh, I'm jealous. jealous. Calm down, huh? Is that included in the forty-five dollars? No, month? no, no. That's separate. That's separate. I was gonna say we have to have a conversation. End this live right now. Press the end. Okay, and let's talk. My husband is over there, like I did. Listen, husband. You're so funny. You have to come visit Toronto. Okay. Okay. So we need to wrap this up. Um, before we go, are there any closing remarks that any of you ladies want to say? Um, yeah, you should say closing remarks just to put a bow on it. And then Atia is going to close us in prayer. And then we're going to head on out of here. All right. Who's going to go first? I can go since she's praying. Um, closing thoughts. Listen, y'all, it is 
healing is worth it. It's necessary. And your future is depending on it. Like ultimately for me, um, I want people as healed as they can be because I believe that you, we have all been called to do something amazing and we can't do it unless we're, unless we're healed. And so um, do it for your future. Um, do it for your future children, your future family, the future you that you don't even know exists yet. That's um, good. That there's so much inside of you that um, God wants to come out and he just needs you to make this one decision. This one decision could change the rest of your life. That's good. That's right. And not just your life, but generations to come. Um, you know, there are generations attached to your healing. And so yeah. keep that in mind. Um, also, before I pray, I just wanted to say that we are all vessels. That's how God created us. We're yeah. all vessels. And anytime a vessel is cracked, there's, there's cracks in it. Anything that you put in the vessel, it seeps through the cracks. Yeah. So for us, it's important that we realize that we have to go through a process, that process of healing to patch up those cracks that that life sometimes, you know, rocks, life throws rocks at you and it puts cracks in your vessel. And it's important that we go through the proper process to allow God to patch us up, shine us up, heal us up so that we can contain what he's pouring out. God is pouring out so much of his spirit, so much of his love, so much of his peace right now. And But unfortunately, we live in a world <clears throat> that's so broken that we can't contain what it is that he's pouring out. We don't even know how to handle it. And so I want to encourage each of you to go through your own individual process because there is so much attached to you going through your process. It's not just about you. It's about your children. It's about your friends, your sisters, your husbands, your brothers, your co-workers, everyone who is attached to you. There is a blessing attached to you going through your own personal process of healing. So I want to encourage um, you guys to, to go through your process and don't be afraid, but don't be afraid. <laughs> That's good. Thank you so much. Go ahead and close this in prayer, my darling. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. We want to thank you first and foremost because you are who you say you are. We thank you that you are God all by yourself, that you don't need an introduction. You don't need anything. You just are who you say you are. You are Father. You are Healer. You are Redeemer. You are Restorer. God, you are lover of our souls. And so we just say thank you that you are not a man who lies, but that God, you are God. And that if you say that you are peace, you are peace. If you say that you are joy, you are joy. And so we thank you. Father, I thank you for this broadcast. I thank you for, for each and every person that is tuned in tonight. And I just ask God that as you have called us for such a time as this to create a space for those who need healing, those who need to be made aware, those who need to be made whole, that there is a place that they can go to achieve what it is that they, they need to achieve. God, I thank you that you were in the room tonight. I thank you that lives were changed tonight. Amen healing has taken place tonight. I thank you, God, that you have knocked down the walls and the barriers that we have put on our hearts. I thank you that you have been a light in this conversation to shine 
your spirit, your presence on the dark places that we avoid. Father God, I thank you even for Jessica tonight, God, for the vision that you have given her, not just for the vision, but for the strength and the know-how to, to birth the vision, God. I thank you that because of her, yes, lives have been impacted and will be impacted. I thank you that because of her, yes, that freedom has taken place. I thank you for Taylor tonight and the anointing that you have placed on both of their lives, God, that you have called them to be Deborahs in such a time as this. You have called them to be birthers in such a time as this. Hallelujah. And, and to help women birth the visions that you have placed within them. I thank you, Father God, for the oil and the grace that is on their lives, that they will continue to walk in pursuit of purpose and destiny, Father God, so that they can free generations. Father God, I thank you that, that you, Father God, have, have called us and have anointed us that in this time and the season and even on this video, Lord, that no one is going to bed tonight the way that they came into this conversation. Yes, God. Thank you, God, that the chains that have been on our minds, the chains that have been in our hearts have been broken tonight. I thank you that eyes have been lifted. That Hallelujah. Father God, that Father God, that we are able to see you even in the difficult times. I thank you, Father God, that tonight someone is going to bed seeing themselves the way that you see them. I yes, thank you that, that someone is learning to, is beginning to love themselves. I thank you, Father God, that tonight we have unlearned the things Father God, that we have been taught, the things that have taught us that we are unworthy. I thank you that tonight, every lie that the enemy has planted in us Hallelujah. has been uprooted, has been destroyed in the name of Jesus. I thank you that healing is our bread tonight, Father yes, God. Lord. And that as we leave this conversation tonight, that we will not be afraid because your word says that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but that you have given us a spirit of love, of peace, and of a sound mind. I yes, speak Lord. the lines on this broadcast oh. my God, that they will be made whole. I decree and declare, Father God, that anyone who is struggling with mental illness, anyone who is struggling with anxiety, anyone oh, who is struggling with depression, anyone low self-esteem, that those chains are destroyed now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the deliverance. I thank you for the restoration in our finances, in our minds, in our families. God, I speak restoration over all of our families, that those who have been lost, God, that they will come come home, that they will come back to you. I pray yes, that your love, God, will be a blanket as we Thank sleep, you, that your angels will surround each and every person and their families, God, to protect them. Father God, even as we begin to walk out our process of healing, I bind every plan of Satan to cause us to doubt the process, to doubt our strength, to cause us to doubt who you say that we are. God, open up our eyes to the identity that you have have placed on us. Your word says that before we were even conceived in our mother's womb, that you knew us. Open up our eyes to see what you know concerning us and help us to believe it. Go into the crevices of our hearts tonight, God, and fix any places that we've been avoiding. Fix any places that we have been 
failing to confront. God, bring us to a place of humility. Bring us to a place of honesty so that we can reach the level that you want us to be. So Amen. that we can love the way that you need us to love. So that we can free others the way that you need us to free them. We thank you, Father. So we thank you for the new beginning. We thank you for the strength and for the courage to face the trauma that has been plaguing us most of our lives. We thank you for the healing and your redemptive power. And we thank you that we are washed, we are made whole, and we are Hallelujah. by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Girl, amen. thank you. You Woo. pray. My God. <laughs> Let me see some amens in the comments. Let me see some amens. Put those amens in the comments if you receive that yeah. over your life. Healing is the children's bed, bread, sorry, bed, bread. Let me see you put some amen in the comments. Let me see you put some amens. Amen, amen, amen. Receiving that, what the Lord is saying over you in this time and in this season. Amen. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man avail it much. That's it. Amen. 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 This, uh, uh, when you talk about amen, it's so let it be. So it's a declaration of so let it be. Amen. Look at those amens coming in, guys. I, I, I don't want us to take this lightly. Listen, if 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 Peter, Paul, all those mans had had um social media, can you imagine what they would have done? With it? <laughs> Can you imagine what they would have done with it? Okay. Let me just tell you. So thank you guys once again for your time and for joining us tonight. I'm going to say this one more time in case the saints forgot. The Unplugged Women's Retreat is taking place August 7th to 8th online. So you do not have to fly to Canada. We are taking women from all over the world. (laughs) We are giving away three spots. Three, one, two, three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three ah. are one. Oh, <laughs> okay. The three are one. Okay. All right. What you need to do to get a spot is you need to email me at info at mysisterskeeperempowerment.ca. When you've emailed me, you're going to tell me three things that you've taken away from this live tonight that you're going to apply to your life. If you can afford the retreat, Okay. Register at mysisterskeeperempowerment.ca and sponsor someone too, right? Feel free. We take your monies too. As Taylor has said tonight, and we take US dollars too. (laughs) Okay. How much is 45? So that's 45 Canada dollars? Yeah. So that's like 30. 30, Oh, God. It's free. Oh my God! And don't forget, what do you guys pay for retreats out there? That's what I want. Well, this is online. Oh this is online. It we pay be- more than that for online. Uh, wow. We are gonna talk after this here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Join us for the ne- for next week for part two: the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. Okay, let the church say amen, amen, amen. Taylor, Taylor, you got the people in the comments laughing, okay? Okay. All right, everyone, have a good night, ladies. Don't leave. Bye. You know, don't leave don't Love leave. you guys. I ain't going nowhere yet. All right, have, a <laughs> have a good night, everyone. We love you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Bye-bye. 
that was so much fun. That was honestly so much fun. Listen, Taylor is a whole mood, okay? She is an entire mood <laughs> all by herself. She's an entire mood. I love her. She's awesome. Tia just has such a beautiful and just such a calm spirit. I, it was just such a pleasure to sit with those ladies and to talk about why black women need safe spaces of healing. There were so, so many takeaways. I think one of the things that really stood out to me was when Taylor talked about the fact that we need to normalize things. We need to normalize that we need healing and not only that we need healing, but when people bring things up to us that they feel safe and we're not, ha um, we're not casting judgment or we're not casting condemnation because that's not the nature of Christ, right? So that really stood out to me. Um, I think another thing that really stood out to me was why black women are afraid to unpack and it was around that condemnation. But somebody mentioned and and I think it was either one of the speakers or in the comments that, you know, black women didn't have time <laughs> to heal. Like we were we were so busy being strong and so busy doing things for everybody else that we didn't really have time. And so now things have changed a bit where you know, many of us have gone to school and we've gotten our degrees and we've, you know, we've done well for ourselves, but the reality is we grew up rough for some of us and we didn't have, quote unquote, that space to heal. We didn't have that space to feel what feeling, like feel what? We ain't got time to feel. And so I think it's now important for us, like, you know, people like myself that do this type of work to continue to support people, to continue to help them to be like, hey, you can feel, you can, you may not like what you feel, but your feelings are valid. You, what you feel may scare you, what you feel may trigger you or whatever the case may be, or your feelings may be a trigger from something else, but it's okay to feel and your feelings are valid and, and that we should be feeling all the feels, uncomfortable or not, and working through them. And so I'm so grateful that we had this conversation. And one of the reasons why we had this conversation was I was realizing that for the retreat, not a lot of people uh, felt comfortable, you know, to want to be a part of these discussions. Not a lot of people uh, feel like it's necessary even to go through this, this, this process of healing or this journey of healing. And, you know, somebody asked in the comments, how do you know that, how does one know that they need healing? And Taylor made a very good point. She said, everybody needs healing until the rapture comes. We all need healing. And it is so true. Everybody needs healing in some capacity. And I think Atia talked about, you know, the, the fruit that manifest. So if you see that you're dealing with pride, there needs to be healing, right? If you see that you're dealing with jealousy, there needs to be healing. If you see that you're dealing with insecurity, there needs to be healing. There's so many different aspects as to why we need healing. And so I think how we how we determine that, and I talked about this as well, is when we sit in those in those quiet places with the Father, and you know He ministers to our heart, and He says, "Daughter, you need healing. You need to attend to this area of your life." It's like a it's like a plant, right? It the plant needs flower need, needs water. It may look like it don't need no water. It may look like okay, it's flourishing, but after a while, it's gonna begin to wither. Things are gonna begin to to you know go out. Of place with it and so we all need healing we all need to be on this healing journey especially 
as black people and, and, and as black women, especially us. Like, as black people, there's so many intergenerational traumas and so many different things that, that come with um, our, our lived experiences. And so healing is so necessary. All right. So I um, definitely want to remind you to, re- to retreat. <laughs> to register for the Unplugged Women's Retreat that is coming up in two weeks. Um, And also, we do have another live discussion that will be taking place next Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. on Facebook Live. And we're going to be talking about the importance of sisterhood doing the healing process. Listen, you need to join in. You need to tune in. If you want to find me on Facebook, my Facebook name is Jessica Samantha Grant. All right, love you guys so much. Y'all already know, she speaks truth, always and forever, speaking God's truth over you. Take care, guys.